At long last, I am able to say a few words of my own. Read my lips. Government is not the solution to our problem. Senator, good morning again in America. Well, look, Big Bird. Yes, we can. Government is the problem. Welcome, everybody, to a liberal and a conservative walk into a bar. My name is Matt, and I'm I'm fantastic. I thought I was supposed to say I'm a conservative, but no, I guess I'll just say I'm okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We uh, Be sure and check us out on our website at uh, libcon.podbean.com. Uh, we're in the iTunes store. We're on Stitcher. We're in the Google Play store. Uh, join us on Twitter. I'm at Libcon Matt. Tim is at Libcon Tim. You can buy Tim's book on Amazon. It's called Things I Want. And check out the trailer for my new production company's new film. It's at SphereofInfluence.com, uh, SphereofInfluenceMovie.com. And just to confirm, I'm a liberal. Tim's a conservative. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm still. I, I'm just reeling from the the Clinton Weiner stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We have an agenda. We have a few things to. Uh, that we're going to talk about lots of lo- lots of issuey things, but you know this has been you know the this today has been we're we're actually able to talk breaking news tonight, so that's that's what that's where we're going to start is is uh, is the the Clinton the Clinton Wiener files, <laughs> Wiener Gate, Wiener Gate, oh, it was going to happen. Oh my God! Of all the things, you know what's really ironic is I just watched that documentary a couple of days ago. Uh, oh yeah, the which it's it's I was actually going to mention it anyway. It's 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 really good. Um, he's a disgusting human being. He's just disgusting, and there's no getting around that. <laughs> and and I, you feel just horrible for Huma by the time the movie's over with. I, I she seems like a lovely human being, and. Everybody on the hill has is, that has been around for a while has effectively said as much. Uh, like even John McCain came to her, uh, jumped up to defend her a few years back when Michelle Bachman was, you know, doing stupid Michelle Bachman things. Um, uh, you know, but I mean, if you haven't heard, the FBI is maybe kind of, sort of, not really, but a little looking into more email stuff, and the gist is, is that. The gist of it is at this stage is that they're in they're investigating former New York representative Anthony Weiner, who's a douche, uh, in a possible child sex thing, because apparently with part of his texting dick pic thing, he was he was chatting with somebody who might or might not have been a minor in North in here in North Carolina. So again, it's North Carolina and sex. North Carolina sex and Anthony Weiner. These are the things that define our, our times. Um, and, uh, and, and they were looking over a laptop that was shared between Anthony Weiner and his then wife. Uh, well, they're still technically married. They've separated and she's filed for divorce. Uh, this shared laptop between the two of them and, and as husband and wife are want to do, they both use the laptop and Huma was obviously she works for, Hillary Clinton, she's her Hillary's longtime aide, uh, apparently was emailing back and forth with her boss. Again, all of this seems perfectly normal, but in finding that laptop, they found more emails that they supposedly hadn't seen before. So now they're going to read those and get back to us. I don't know. You know, this is just 
Bah, you talk. What do you got? Trump called it. Trump knew all along. He's told, he said in 2013 first that whom I needed to dump Wiener because he was the calamity that would bring down her world. And then August 2015, I don't know if it was August, but 2015, he called it. He said Wiener was a major national security risk, and we all laughed at it, myself included. Oh, he's ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. How good. And he was right. How did he know? How did he know this? Is he right about everything else? Have we been all wrong? Does Trump really know the secrets? Yes, yes, that's yes, that's the takeaway from all this. <laughs> but he did. Like there's no we can't run away from the facts. Trump called it. You're he being said you're, that you are being facetious, right? I mean I I I want to I'm, I'm I'm seeing you in my head. You have facetious face, right? I have my my disbelief face. My just oh my god. How how did he call this? He who saw this coming? Trump did. I mean, right? I mean, everybody knew that Anthony Weiner was was an idiot. And well, everyone knew that Weiner was an idiot, but no one knew there was going to be a connection between Weiner and the emails and classified information. Well, I mean, I I don't know that. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't I don't know that that's a that that's an entirely fair sort of thing. I mean, because I, I, I again I don't know. I think I think part of what it's not that Trump didn't have a point at the time that everybody laughed it off, but I think everybody just assumed as and and that's that's why that's one of the reasons why again I just you know at one I'm so tired of the Republican victory dance over shit. I, I just, do these people have these people? Well, and you know what I can say, do these people have no, they don't have any shame when some, when a plan to fix, when a plan to fix the healthcare system starts to, to act, then when something is enacted like the affordable care act to try to fix a healthcare system that was fucking broken for years and some part of it, one part of the law doesn't work. And so rates are going up and Republicans run around cheering. They basically throw a friggin' party. And in this case, you've got uh, this woman who I, it sounds to me, if these were in a laptop that she shared with her husband and she's just trading emails back and forth, trying to do her job. And in the midst of this thing that was already terribly embarrassing, now more emails have come up that were she that I think you know again she had every reason to believe that they were probably that they were private. They may or may not have even had anything to do with Secretary Clinton. We don't know. And again, Republicans feel the need to do the victory dance and jump around back and forth, and and all in the hopes that Donald Trump will get elected fucking president. I mean, good for you guys. That's one. I I can't you know and I'm sorry. No, I don't think it was all that much. It's not. I know what. It's it's just not a reach to look at. The woman was married to a guy who was caught sending dick pics to went to 20 year olds while he was babysitting his son coming out and pointing out that he's a douchebag and could potentially cause problems for Huma is not a reach. Sorry. It's just not <laughs> a lot of people. No, 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 no. That is downplaying what Trump did. Trump called the national security aspect. 
He called. But you the don't know that this emails. was a national he security. That this was a national security thing. For all you know, for all we know, and that's the problem with what James Comey did, is that he effectively threw gas on a fire that had gone out by coming out now and saying, "Well, you know, we found some stuff, and we got to look at it." Republicans are just assuming that it's again. You Republicans and Trump, and apparently you. Are are assuming oh, that within oh, within oh. these emails are the secret locations and launch times of all of our nuclear weapons, and they were traded back and forth between Huma Abedin and 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 Hillary Clinton, because that's the kind of thing people do, and the Russians managed to hack the email server and get it. That that's that that's what happened, and now we have now we have it, now we've got it, now we've got the proof, now we put her in jail, right? And Trump called it. Come on. I mean, I don't wow, know. you are no, you are grossly exaggerating everything there. There is no Trump said Trump made the connection between Anthony Weiner and the potential leaking of classified information. And that's all and Kumi has done nothing wrong. Kumi Kumi doesn't need to care about if he's throwing gasoline on a fire or doing anything. Kumi is doing his job. They have found potentially, potentially bad things with this email. Potentially. And that's all he has said. And he said, and he's going, and we're investigating. That was his job. He doesn't need to care if an election's coming up. He doesn't need to care about any of that stuff. He needs to be upfront and open. And that's all he's doing. I don't know. I mean, maybe the guy's caught between a rock and a hard place because maybe he did need to notify Congress and let him know that he was looking into this one thing. But I mean, don't you think because he even he admits in the letter that he sent to Congress, they could be completely insignificant and they may have nothing to do with anything. But and I agree they got a look. But I mean, did they need to make a effectively a press release to say that they got a look? Shouldn't they just look first and then, you know, maybe say what they found? And then they find something horribly damaging and it turns out, oh, and the FBI sat on this protecting Hillary Clinton. No, he did exactly the right thing. He had informed, he had told Congress that the investigation was over and now he is letting them know that they've had to reopen it. That sounds like standard procedure to me. No, I, I guess I, I guess I can see that angle where because because the thing about it is is that this is not going to get result this is not going to get resolved before the election. This is not. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is you know it, it, it's not going to. Um, well, and, it's not, and the voters need to know that they need to know that if they vote for Clinton, they are potentially voting for someone who might be put under criminal investigation. Might. Well, I mean, they're also all- voting for that in Donald Trump too. Agreed. Because we're on the 13th person who's accused him of sexual assault this morning. Agreed. Not to mention Trump University. Agreed. Yeah, which is still out there. So Not arguing with any of these things. And I made a point. Someone posted something on my my Facebook saying, like, sure, hope you didn't already vote, you know, because everyone knows that I, I might potentially vote for Clinton. And they posted this thing on there. And my response was, look, they could come back and say that Hillary Clinton, uh, did, you know, put forth classified information and is going to undergo a trial for it. And I would still vote for her over Donald Trump. What it doesn't change a thing. Um, but all that said, 
Kumi did the right thing, and Trump did make this point earlier on, and I, for one, mocked him for it. And I'm, I'm I've got to be I'm still going to mock him. I've got to be straight up and honest and say, well, shit, looks like he was right, and I was wrong on that one. Well, that may well be, but I think a lot of people were pointing out that 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 Anthony Weiner was bad for was bad for Huma, including Hillary, uh, because word around the campfire is that Huma that Hillary was trying to get him to get her to leave him when the first scandal broke years ago. So no, and I don't, and, and I don't know, I don't, I don't buy the Republican victory dance. Uh, you know, I mean, you can portray it that way, but I, I'm sorry, any anyone, any political opponent who says this is bad, don't do this. And then they do it anyway. And then the bad thing happens. That political opponent is going to jump up and shout and say, look, this is what we said. And look what's happening. And I'm sorry. I, I for one as well. And I stand by it. I am not backing down from my belief that it was necessary to pass the affordable care act. This was necessary to do. Should it have been done much better. Absolutely. But you give me the bill that Obama put, and up or down, I'm going to say up. Should have been passed. Absolutely. But Republicans said over and over again, this is no good. These are the things they're going to do. This is the problems it's going to create. And that problem is happening. And it's not like this is the first hiccup with the ACA. No, it's not. But then, but then come, but come back with something. Come back with, with, with a better idea. Okay, they if have. you don't like an idea, then come back, then come back with have. a better idea. I'm sorry. Now they have. Now, yes, absolutely. For years they did not. For years it was ridiculous. They have. They have put forth solid ideas, and some of it is in Trump's Gettysburg Address. Well, and and yeah, and I'm and I'm all for hearing them, but you know, this is this effect. This all from the from this this horrible do nothing Congress, uh, and these people are running around trying to pat themselves on the back, and I'm just tired of hearing it. I you know, I mean, I. I the uh, Trump and his bigger than Watergate thing today, which come on, give me a break. And Ryan with Clinton, FBI's decision, uh, the FBI's decision on the investigation is long overdue, long overdue. Shut up, shut up. They closed the last investigation like six weeks ago. It's right. not long overdue for heaven's sake. Oh my Agreed. God. Just yeah. as I will say that I will correct you for, at overstating the matter, I will agree with correcting them on overstating the matter. There's nothing long overdue about this. The FBI conducted their investigation in due course. They found her not guilty of anything. Now they have been presented with new evidence and are renewing the investigation. All of that has been done exactly as it should have been. Absolutely. Well, and I don't even know. I think it's a little disingenuous to say that they're act- actively reopening the investigation. If you read exactly what Comey said, uh, he didn't say that they're reopening the investigation. He very specifically, in fact, he very specifically didn't say they're reopening the investigation. He said they've got well, a couple they, extra other things that they want to check out. But it never, nowhere in the statement that he sent to Congress does it say we're reopening the investigation. But they're in, well, I think actually the point that he made was that they never officially closed it. It, it, it doesn't, it, it, this is supplementary. It, in connection with an unrelated case, the FBI has learned of the existence of emails that appear to be pertinent to the investigation. I'm writing you to inform you, writing to inform you that the investigative team briefed me on this yesterday and agreed that the FBI should take appropriate investigative steps designed to allow investigators to review these emails to determine whether they contain classified information as well as assess their importance to our investigation. 
Nowhere does it say that they're reopening anything. Well, but they are talking about, I mean, we're getting some pretty, pretty fine line semantics there. I mean, they're saying they're investigating, correct? Yeah. 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 But I, I, I do think, but no, but I do think it's disingenuous to say that they've completely reopened the thing and to act as though, because they're looking at these, this new round of, of, of emails that they found means that they're going to go back and redo the entire thing, which is not what they said at all. That's Which is not what I said either. I just well, said, no, but it's the, the no, it's, it's the way that it's it's the way that it's being played by all of, but again, by every single, because this is what the media is doing. You know, with all this talk about how the media is, the media is rigged and nobody wants to hear from Trump people. Fuck that. Every time I turn on the damn television for every single channel, there is some jackass connected to Donald Trump being allowed to just talk and 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 talk. And talk. Over and over and over and over and over again. And somebody, I don't care if it's Wolf Blitzer or Anderson Cooper or Don Lemon or Chris Matthews or Rachel Maddow or any of these people or Sean Hannity or Megyn Kelly, any of them, their entire job right now is to have a Trump person on television and ask them the same asinine questions and then give the Trump person 20 minutes to spout the same lines over and over and over again that they know are coming. The media coverage on this election has just been pathetic, particularly for the last couple of weeks. Because it's always the same thing. I turn on one ta- one one channel at six o'clock, and there's a Trump person. Six fifteen, another Trump person, and then another one, and another one, and another one. And they're all getting asked the same questions. Don't you think this is going to make a difference? Well, no, Wolf. I don't think this is going to make a difference at all. No, Anderson. I don't think this is going to make a difference at all. Hillary Clinton's a bad person. It's the same shit. And now we got to listen to more of the same shit because this email crap came up today, and it's. Ugh. Well, only now maybe they'll be interviewing Hillary people more. I I I I don't I just don't want to have to look at Kellyanne Conway's face again. It's just galling at this point. Well, it sounds like you and the Trump people have one thing in common. Both of you do not believe the media is doing their job. I don't. I'm sorry, I don't. And I think that it's 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 painfully pathetic to listen to all the Trump people scream about how poor the media coverage has been when they're the only ones that get any media coverage. Well, but they get mostly negative media coverage. I it's if you're no, I mean, it's not necessary. I don't think it's a matter of media coverage, because if the entire conversation over a 30 minute period is reporter asks, spends 30 seconds asking a question and then gives a respondent four minutes to respond to talk and respond, then that's just time that they're able to continue hammering home their message over and over and over again. And occasionally they get a reporter to chime in and talk over him. But no, I don't think it's, you know, I mean, right. at some points, yeah, you could say it's been entirely negative. But, you know, the more people get this beat into their head, I, you know, I just read something. Uh, I just read a, a poll that CNN had done about Fox News listeners and something like 80 percent of Fox News uh, viewers are, are, are pessimistic about the state of the country. Well, I don't wonder if I sat and watched Fox News constantly, I'd be pessimistic about the state of the country. Fox News is pessimistic. Well, I don't watch TV news, so I can't uh, I can't speak to exactly how they're going about it. Um, I think the media is doing their job for the most part, and um, I think the print media is doing a pretty good job. The television media is not. Anyhow, um, I mean, I, I I I honest okay honestly. I personally don't see this as, as, as being that big a deal, but I, I go back to taking the stance that I took before. We'll wait and see. I already freaking voted, so I'm done. I took care of that today. So, you know, um, 
I, 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 I could just decide I don't really care anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But, uh, I mean, does this, does this change anything for you? No, I mean, is, is your tack any is... different now than it was? Let's say, let's go back to, you know, again, the long, the long ago report, according to Mr. Ryan, uh, of, you know, a couple of months ago, does when Comey first came out and did his thing, I before that came out, is that any different than you are today? No, I mean, the only thing that this changes for me is that I might vote for her now because if it brings the polls closer, because I want to vote for Evan McMullen, right? This is this is my guy. This is who I want to vote for. He seems to legitimately jive with my viewpoint on the world, the the things that I care about, He the policies that he puts forth, I agree with. I think these are genuine conservative ideas. He seems like a stable human being. I, I'm in, right? But word, yeah. I I strong. I I do not think Trump is right. Like I think Trump is an unstable person. We cannot have an unstable person uh, in the in the presidency. I would much prefer prefer a secretive and perhaps a little corrupt person. None of which are things that necessary. I don't necessarily think Hillary is corrupt. I think she's overly secretive and was extraordinarily careless in this one aspect. But overall, I do not think she is a careless person with her job responsibilities. Um, and but if this is if this pushes the the poll numbers back to being close, then there's I would be more likely to vote for Hillary because I would want to vote against Trump. That's an interesting point. I I, I don't know that the polls have held steady between five and six now as the aggregators go for a couple of weeks, really since the last debate, they sort of leveled off and, and five thirty eight really hasn't moved their needle much. Uh, there was some polling in Texas that she was pulling closer. They've been putting more and more money into swing States. I saw somebody, uh, somebody put up a very interesting point, which is that the three States that need to be watched on election night are uh, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and New Hampshire. Because if she wins those three, we're done. The rest of this doesn't actually matter. And I went and so I went onto this. There's this great website out there called 270 to win that allows you to pull. Basically, you can arrange the electoral map however you want. And uh, if you do that, if you give her, you give her Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and uh, New Hampshire, it's over just based on the historically blue states and historically red states, then you can let him have Nevada, Iowa, Ohio, North Carolina, and Florida, all of those. And he still loses. So yeah, I I don't know. You know, we'll see how much this moves the needle, but you know, early voting has been going on for a while. I I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how much this is going to move anything going forward, but we'll see. Yeah. I, 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 I could totally be wrong. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's, I think we'll see. I, you know, there's, like I said, I don't think the investigation is going to get done before uh, this is all over. Um, it is shocking to me that there are still people out there who are undecided or sort of barely one side or the other. And so I guess for those people, this might be enough to push them back towards a different candidate. I, I don't know. That's well, I mean, really we've done all the poll. I feel like we've done all the polling we can. We're going to see what happens on November 8th. Um, if Brexit has told us anything, it's not to counter chickens before they hatch. So, 
Yeah, and I don't. I, I think that's been part of my problem with where a lot of the Demo- where a lot of the Democratic talk has turned because I've, I've been listening to uh, what is a remarkably one hundred percent fully on every everything Republicans hate about liberals podcast. It's called Keeping It Sixteen Hundred, uh, and it's done by uh, John Favreau and a couple of other guys who were speechwriters and and big uh, uh, big. Uh, guys in the in the Obama administration over the last several years and his uh, his campaigns, and uh, I I think it's I think it's a lot of fun. But um, they they've made they've made some uh, you know there's been a lot of talk about now we can take the House we're gonna take the Senate and I'm going I don't know guys <laughs> it's an it's interesting to talk about but don't you know one don't let up and two the Senate nah I, I don't know we'll see. And the house races, I just don't see happening. I mean, it, it yeah, the house it's, is pretty far fetched. Think about it. I, you know, I don't care how bad Trump is. You know, I mean, I think she would have to clear the four hundred electoral vote hurdle, and then maybe they get the house. But I don't think that's going to happen. I just don't. I, you know, I don't know. And they're also assuming that everybody's going to roll in and vote straight ticket, whatever they're doing. That if you're voting for Trump, you're voting all Republican, or if you're voting for Hillary, you're voting all Democrat. And I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, just because you've got a lot of conservatives who have reservations about Trump doesn't mean that we're suddenly ready to just throw in the towel and hand over everything to the Democrats. Well, you, you're a great example. You're not not you're not going to just because you're you're you hate Trump. And if it's close enough, you vote for Hillary. That doesn't mean you're going to just all of a sudden start voting for Democrats, right? Correct. This is true. Now, also, let's not forget how much I dislike the Tea Party and how much I dislike uh a lot of the Republican members of Congress. So, um, you know, for, I mean, for, I mean, for example, you can look at the Jim Gray versus Rand Paul. I mean, more likely I'll be voting for Jim Gray. Uh, as much as I liked some of the things that Rand Paul did during his campaign for the presidency, it doesn't change, uh, how much I disliked a lot of the things that he did as a Senator. So, um, you know, and I just, I, I don't like the Well, tone. and also Gray's an, I don't, interesting, I don't Gray's like an interesting case because he's a good, he's, I mean, Gray's a good, a good candidate also, you know, that's. He just is. He's, well, and I guess I've said a thousand times, I'm a business Republican and Gray's a businessman. So there you go. Yeah. And, and he's done an effective, he, he's, he's, he's done a good job. I mean, that's, you know, mm-hmm. it's a shame really that he's just not getting any play, um, which still surprises me. I, I don't, I don't, I don't really understand it, but. You know, I don't know. I I just I'm 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 with you in the sense that I I just don't see again because there's been an awful lot of early voting and then there's also the fact that I I just don't see a lot of people I haven't talked to anybody who is legitimately undecided between Hillary and Trump in weeks. Mm-hmm. Even people that I know have sympathies for the Tea Party and that I know are hardcore Republicans are 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 turned off by him. Yeah. So, you know, people that I've been surprised, frankly, to find out that they weren't Trump people. Uh, I sat down with a whole bunch of people that were actually two of whom had been said that they had been lifelong Republicans uh, right up until the last three months and changed their registration to independent over this. Wow. Well, and I think that's also the only group that I might see swing back to Trump would be in the same sense that all this could swing me towards Hillary. Um there are definitely plenty of McMullen Republicans out there who this latest thing could just re spike their hatred of Hillary. 
uh, enough to make them vote for Trump. Yeah, maybe I so. I can't see that. I don't know. Um, I, I apologize for my grouchiness earlier. I've been very... It's been, it's been a grouchy It's been a anyway, long day. It's been a very long day. Yeah. Uh, well, and I'm, I'm just... I, I, I have been... All week long, there has been this victory dance over the ACA, which I'm frustrated with and very tired of. And... And then tonally, things shifted a bit. Like you had the thing with with Jason Chaffetz, who I actually said nice things about a couple weeks ago, because he was he was the first person to just come immediately out and say, "All right, I'm done" after the Access Hollywood thing. Mm-hmm. And then he changes his mind and says, "Okay, well, I'm now I'm go- now I'm going to vote for Trump. We can't have Hillary. I'm going to vote for Trump." Okay, fine. Wow, he changes his mind again. Wow, yeah, changes his mind again. Uh-huh. And he's a, now. And, and here's the thing. Here's the reason this matters: is that he's a Utah guy. Okay. That's the one state where Evan McMullen theoretically could win. Mm -hmm. And that's where he's from. And that's where a vote for Evan McMullen actually does make a tremendous difference. Difference. You know, if, if this does, this latest scandal does in fact tighten things up, then maybe that McMullen theory of winning Utah and, and swinging it to the house, maybe it does have some, maybe it does have some credence, but the only way you're going to know is if you live in Utah and you vote for Evan McMullen who Evan McMullen to me is the more that I've read about him, the more that I've watched what some of these people have done. And I listened again, I said there was something on keeping it 1600. That was a very good point that, that outlined exactly my problem with the Republicans these days, which, which is the fact that uh, I'll get to that in a second. But the point is, is that McMullen is the kind of guy who actually I have, I have policy disagreements with. Okay. I look at McMullen and I go, okay, I don't agree with you on those policies, but at the same time, the way that he talks, I can live with the way that he talks because he has the right attitude. His attitude is, I disagree with you on policy. I want to try to figure out where we can agree on things. His attitude is not all liberals are the, are the, 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 are, are the, the root of all evil mm-hmm. and talking about how voting for Democrats is a vote for the destruction of the country. Yeah. You know, you look back at and uh, because Obama was in Obama was in Florida this week and he went and he went right at Margot Rubio, calling Rubio out for his attitude and the way that he's acted. And then he went to California and called out Daryl Issa, who also has had some terrible things to say about Obama, but then had the balls to make an ad showing himself taking a picture with Obama as a way to distance himself from Trump because everybody in his district hates Trump. So he's had the balls to be, do nothing but hit Obama over everything and even call for his impeachment. But then he tries to tout his bipartisanship and Obama called him out on it. And well, and so he should like, cause that's, that's my issue as well. Like the fact that you, you can't, you know, do these victory dances that you're talking about. You can't talk in in the manner that unfortunately I've also seen speaker Ryan talk uh, with just the immense amount of negativity towards Obama and the inflammatory language and then try to be like, Oh, but I'm bipartisan and I just want to talk about policies. And no, that's not cool. It, it doesn't work that way. It yeah. just doesn't. No, it doesn't. And what the the point that the guys on keeping it sixteen hundred made was that that and and they they know because they know they know Obama right they've worked with him for a good eight years they know him as a human being and they they all said Favreau specifically said okay the thing that Obama that he he doesn't have a problem if you disagree with him on policy that's fine 
It's when you accuse him of actively trying to destroy the country as a way to try to get elected and rile people up. That's what pisses him off. And Rubio spent the entire campaign talking about basically that, that whole thing about how Obama is actively trying to destroy the country because he actually said that on several occasions during, at least during the debates that I watched. And I know he was giving speeches to that effect and then cried almost about how he didn't, he thought Donald Trump was a horrible example and a terrible human being. And, and he just didn't know how he was ever going to be able to support him and then turned around and supported him and then continues to talk about how Obama is, is trying to destroy the country, which is bullshit. Mm hmm. And talks about how liberals are trying to destroy the country. I'm offended by that. Because I'm a liberal and I'm not trying to destroy the country. So bite me. There you have it, folks. Bite me. Yes. Good work. All right. <laughs> and that's 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 the crux of it right now. That's why that's why I can deal with I can deal with Evan McMullen. Because Evan McMullen wants to talk. These other people are trying to run around and tell everybody that people like me are a cancer, basically. And that I won't have. Fair enough. What else you got? <laughs> anyway. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> you don't want to do this anymore. Trump's Gettysburg Address. I don't want to call it that. It's not his Gettysburg Address. Trump went to Gettysburg and gave a speech. A lot of people liked it. Um. His people are trying to call it the Gettysburg, his Gettysburg Address. It's not his freaking Gettysburg Address. It's a speech he gave at Gettysburg. Um, what do you think? This is this is supposedly like his big moment. He's going to outline his first hundred days if he wins. So go and and again, there were a lot. Everybody was going, "Oh, that's conservatism." Oh, it's such a breath of fresh air. And oh, Donald, we love you. What do you think? Well, I mean, I, I I'm going to call BS. Like, yes, absolutely. A lot of the things in there, hands down, very conservative ideas, strongly agree with them. I think they're great. Anyone else was putting those things forward, you might be able to get me to bite a little bit, uh, but it's not anyone else putting them forward. It's Donald Trump, and he is thin-skinned, he is unstable, he, I, and I, I can't have him anywhere near the presidency, so... And I'm not going to be fooled by him all of a sudden putting forth some reasonable ideas. And I'm not going to be fooled by him all of a sudden, you know, putting a lockdown on his Twitter account and reading off a teleprompter these very conservative policies and go, oh, he's a completely changed person. And now suddenly he's going to be this great leader for us. No, I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. So thank you for putting forth some intelligent policies. Wish you'd been doing that for seven or eight months, minus all of your BS. I, I, I mean, totally fair, and obviously, I feel the same way. But let's let's let let let's pull Trump out of the picture for just a second, mm -hmm. and pretend that let's pretend Evan McMullen proposed all of this stuff. Well, one Evan McMullen. Okay, go ahead. Uh, no, I'm serious. I mean, because he he, he puts some interesting th some interesting things in here, but. The, the, my problem is, is that one, they come from Donald Trump and two, I, I'm not entirely sure he, again, I, I still don't really know that he understands the job of the president, <laughs> the president, because I just don't know how much of the stuff he realizes he can't actually do the, the constitutional amendment to impose term limits. That's, that's tops at the list. I love that idea. 
Absolutely. I've been saying for years we need eternal limits in Congress. Definitely. But first of all, the president can't do that. I mean, he can push his party to do it, but they ain't going to do it. So cute idea. Not going to happen. I, I don't know that the president can the president institute a hiring freeze. Can the president just put that down? Doesn't that take an executive order? I thought we didn't do that kind of thing. Aren't those aren't those aren't those evil fascist dictatorship things? Right. I mean, I agree with this. Like, and, and so, yes, there are, as I said, there are a number of ideas in here that I strongly agree with and I think are great. There's also a number of them that I disagree with. You know, for example, canceling every unconstitutional executive action memorandum and order issued by President Obama. Now, he does have in there every unconstitutional one. So he's not saying just every single one of them. At least that's not what this seems to say. Um, he's just saying the unconstitutional ones. So things like a hiring freeze, at least for the executive branch, uh, would not be unconstitutional president runs the executive branch. He wants to say no more hires. He can say no more hires. Um, but I, I don't agree with, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't think that the way to combat illegal immigration is canceling all federal funding to sanctuary cities. Um, you know, I, I, I question, I'm all for getting rid of, uh, illegal immigrants who are criminals, um, but I'm, I'm fascinated to see how we would go about this and the expense of it. Um, I, you know, there, there's just a number of things and, and I certainly strongly disagree with the idea of tariffs. Uh, I strongly disagree with the way he talks about getting rid of NAFTA and TPP. Um, uh, so that's why I say Evan McMullen wouldn't put these things forward because most of them, I just strongly disagree with. Now I, I know I, I know he wouldn't. You. I know he wouldn't put them forward. I'm no, really I, I disagree. I, I disagree with you though on the idea that he doesn't understand the president and what the president can do. I mean, he's putting forth policy ideas, uh, and this is what things that he would try to enact. And if Trump wins, more than likely we're going to have a Republican Senate and a Republican Congress. Oh, agreed. So, That's without doubt. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of these things he would be able to do. And, I mean, that's the reason why, I mean, this is the whole reason why Ryan has been saying that we should support him is because he would do Republican things with a Republican Congress. Well, potentially, but he's got no love for Ryan at this point. He's made that pretty clear. He doesn't want to work with Ryan. So I think Ryan is probably, because that's the other thing, is that I think if Trump wins, Ryan's out of a job. Um, I, I'm, I mean, he'll still be in Congress, obviously, but he's not going to, I don't think he'll be speaker anymore. Uh, I, I, I think they'll get rid of him. That would um, be quite a feat. Uh, I, I don't, I mean, I, I guess the, the thing about it is, is that a lot of this stuff, this is all uh, suggesting that, that because the, the, the ban on, uh, officials becoming lobbyists, the ban on white house officials lobbying on behalf of foreign governments, ban on foreign lobbyists, raising money for American elections. I, I think there's already is a ban on foreign lobbyists raising money for isn't isn't that already illegal? I couldn't uh, speak to that honestly. I, I, I don't really know, and and the other thing, so I I don't know what a lot of that stuff would look like. I mean, I guess that those would take bills in Congress to do, and maybe he could pull them off, maybe he couldn't. We just have to see. A lot of that would would take to do with to do with Congress. This the middle class tax relief and, and simplification act. Okay, so I'm I'm reading through that, and I I all right. I sat down and I thought about what. The last time, because every time, every time he and and fr really frankly all politicians, it's not just him. It's 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 all Republican politicians. Frankly, it's a lot of Democratic politicians too. When they talk about 
we're going to cut your taxes or they talk about how the Democrats are going to raise taxes or any of this stuff. They're not, they're always talking about income taxes. And he's talking about how, because I'm relatively middle, middle-ish class, you know, for a single, single person and, and the amount of money that I make, I think I'm pretty well, well right in the middle. He's talking about how I am apparently getting crushed by income taxes, which I was not entirely aware of um, because I don't pay any income tax. It all levels out. If anything, the government gives me money back when it comes you know, to my you're, income You're taxes. getting crushed, and we've talked about this. You're getting crushed by payroll taxes. Yeah, That's where but, you're getting but they don't talk about that stuff. They're talking. He's ta- they're all. He's always talking. They're always talking about cutting income taxes for people. I know very few people that actually end up losing money on their income taxes. I now they lose it in other places. Some of it has to do with Social Security, but that's not losing money because the theory is you're going to get that back. Uh, ditto for Medicare. Uh, and yeah, then, I, I don't buy this middle class tax relief simplification act because uh, unless he's changing, unless he's changing his tax plan, then this isn't how it works. So he can talk about how his tax plan is for middle class tax relief until he's blue in the face. But his tax plan is not about the middle class. His tax plan is about saving money for the wealthy. That's yeah, it. they they always they usually are. I mean, and it you know, and the simplifying the uh, simplify the, there's all there's always talk about how we're going to make filing your taxes pretty easy. I got to be honest with you, filing my taxes right now is pretty easy. Right. I, I don't it's, have a it's whole, hard for rich people. Yeah, I, I don't have a whole truckload of, of deductions. It it takes honestly, it takes me the, yep. the last three or four years have been nice because I've only had the one W two, so maybe an hour, put it all down. Mm-hmm. Throw in and you know the three or four deductions that I take annually with the house and my student loans and done. Yeah, and I think most people now, that I know all, are like all that. Of these things are to benefit the rich. Now I'm all for simplifying the tax code because it should be it should be straightforward. Absolutely, um, I'm I'm all for all this stuff. But it, it most of these things are are to benefit the wealthy. And I don't, I don't buy for a second any of this middle class tax relief stuff. Yeah. Now I'm all for, I am all for, and I've said it a thousand times, I'm all for the, the cuts that he talks about giving businesses, uh, the tax breaks that he talks about giving them. I'm all for these things. You know, I like all the stuff that he says about uh, repealing and replacing the Obamacare Act, um, you know, the changes that he wants to make there. All those things are good. Uh, I think the, Tax-free dependent care savings account is is an interesting idea. Um, so there, there's definitely some good things in there. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't just sit here going yes, 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 yes. No, I, this is not the case. Yeah, you know what? I'll tell you what. If you're a, if, if if you're if 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 you're if you're if you're making less than than a hundred thousand dollars a year. And, and you've got a, a one or two kids and you're out there, or even if you don't have any kids and, and you're out there, come find us, come find me on Twitter and tell me, read this, read this tax plan of Trump's. You can find it. Look up Trump. Unfortunately, look up Trump, look up Trump Gettysburg speech. Don't look up address, read his little tax blurb there. And, and tell me if you think that this is actually a thing. If you, if your income taxes are your actual income taxes are a thing, talk to me about it. I want to hear it. Cause I, I'm, I'm not familiar with anyone that, that hears about income taxes and goes, Yes. So, uh, yeah, anyhow, the ACA, we've been, we've been, we've been getting grouchy about this all week long. So there were, there were rate hikes. Okay. I'm, I'm not, 
I'm, I'm not, I'm not blind to this and, and optically it's terrible. And some would tell you that the timing is not that bad, but is bad. But the, the reason I don't buy the idea that the timing is, is bad because Hillary hasn't exactly been running around going, yes, Obamacare this entire time. She's been saying the whole time that there was stuff she felt like needed fixing. Uh, so I don't know that it necessarily moves the needle. I, but I mean, they are there. How's she going to fix right it? At, I, I, huh? How's she going to fix it? You're right that she's pointed out that it needs to be fixed, but how's she going to do it? Well, you're right in, you're right in pointing that out too. That I, if you, I, I, I don't know. I can't tell you because yeah. she hadn't said. I, I haven't heard that from her. Now, maybe I haven't read something. Maybe I haven't seen something, but I ain't, I ain't heard her say, this is how I'm going to fix the rate hikes. I think Obamacare is, I, I think this thing is a bit of a sticky wicket for her because she she's trying to straddle that line of embracing the president. This is his signature thing. But I, I do think that she sees flaws in it. And and I'll, and I'll tell you what, I may not have any basis on it. Just listening to her talk, call it a hunch, whatever. It's a thing, you know, but I, that, that's, that, that's, again, that's, that's some of that speculation on my part, but, uh, you know, I, I, I can't give you specifics. You're absolutely right to do that. So let, let's, let's talk about the rate hikes. What are, are they, they are nationwide on average 22%. Did I read that right? I mean, I've heard a lot of percentages thrown out there. I think that sounds about right. Yeah. But then again, it's really bad in some states and not so bad in others. And in some of the states where it's bad, it's bad because they have Republican governors who have been fighting the thing tooth and nail. And so they're not getting any options out there to their people. Arizona, for example, Arizona is one of those places where they have a Republican governor who has been no friend to the administration and has made no bones about saying how much she hated the this is Jan Brewer and uh, saying that she hated the thing. And basically they it's it's come down to there's no competition so there's like one either some counties that have one obamacare provide one one provider on the on on the affordable care act so their prices are getting driven up because they're because there's no competition i guess so that's causing problems and and hikes in arizona are up like 116 percent or something like that but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. So first of all, the, the, the one thing that I would, that I would still point out is that the, that getting insurance on the exchange is not your only option. And it's not like they took away the ability to have, to get insurance through your job. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how bad this effect is I, I I don't know I there's a lot of this that I that I can't tell you I can tell you that optically it looks bad um, I think it I think it's a lot more optically bad I think if you're a middle class person it's pretty freaking awful uh if you're getting a 22 percent hike in your in your bill I, I don't think there's but a lot of that's getting covered by, here. but a lot of that's getting covered. But what they're not saying is that a lot of that's getting covered by the subsidies, because am I right in that, that as the not, rates go not, up, the subsidies go up? No, too? no, not. Yeah. If you're under, if you, if you're at a certain means level, but I mean, that disappears real quick. I mean, I'm father, a 
family of four. And I think my, well, at the time I might've been a family of three, but we were at like, I think I made 50,000 and I got no subsidies. All my subsidies were gone by the time I hit 50,000 and it was going to cost me over $500 to insure my family out of pocket. And you don't, what your, what your job situation is a little different because you don't have any employer based, you don't have any employer based insurance. Right. If you, yeah, if you don't have an employer, but you say you do have an employer, right? A lot of times the employer only covers you. So say I go get my little full-time job with the diocese and they give me my free health care. Great. If I wanted to pay for my wife and two kids, it cost me $700 a month. Yeah. Well, but that's always been the case though, is that they, that, that that's always been the deal. Even since before the affordable care act, if you, you True. have, so that needs to be one, fixed. one person costs nothing, but then once you get into, you know, trying to insure an entire family, well, that's what, that's where they get you. Right. By yes. raising that. And that's been the case for yes. years though. So that's Obamacare never, did not fix this. Correct. No, it didn't. Uh, and it's but not, it also didn't cause, it but is. it also didn't cause it either. Yeah, well, I mean, whoop de doo! I'm so glad it didn't cause it. Perhaps when he passed his 2,000 page medical bill, he should have addressed that problem. No, I'm I'm in agreement, but no, I'm not saying that you're wrong. But I'm also saying that that that's not a that that's not a symptom of of the ACA. It's, right, it's, the symptom it's a, of the it's a, ACA it's a fault is the, the massive tax hikes. It is the massive hike in premiums. For the middle to upper classes. This is the massive issue. And subsidies aren't going to help that. Subsidies and Medicaid are fantastic for people who do not make hardly any money. And that is what the ACA has been great for. And snaps to them. Hooray. But this is a very serious issue for everybody else. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not. And I'm not saying that it's. Again, this is the, the this is one aspect of it that is that has got to be looked at. But just because there's this one thing wrong doesn't mean that you blow the entire thing up. Well, one, let's be clear. It's not like we're talking about one thing wrong and like, oh, they didn't fix the pre existing condition thing. I mean, this is a pretty huge thing. Uh and I'm not hearing anyone from the Democrat side saying how they want to fix it. I'm all for not going through and destroying the entire CARE Act. Great. How do you want to tweak it? What are you going to do? Because right now, the only people putting forth ideas on how to fix Obamacare are the Republicans. I'm not hearing from the Democrats how they're going to fix it. Yeah, but the Republicans' ideas on fixing it are, are, are getting rid of the entire thing. Right, but... And, and, settling, and, settling, settling, up and settling a political score. There is nothing wrong with repealing and replacing. If they want to, if it's, if it's seen as so broken that it has to be replaced, as long as they're including, and they've said they want to include all the stuff about pre-existing conditions and letting kids stay on their health, on their parents' health care until they're 26 and include, you know, uh, keeping up the additional Medicaid for the lower income people. Once they're doing all those things, uh, it unless the Democrats have some ideas, sounds like a reasonable plan to me. Well, and I I, I don't know. I mean, I can't ar- I can't argue that point. I guess the problem is is that I'll I will believe 
I'll believe it when I see it, when it comes to whether or not Republicans actually pull this off. Because Republicans denied this was an issue for years and refused to do anything about it. And so now all of a sudden their hand may or may not have been forced. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but you know, I, I, I just, I don't know. The, you know, this is not a, this, this is an, it's, it's an interesting time. The reason I say that the optics matter is because the, the reason that right now, right this second, it may, it's, it's optically a bigger deal on the, in the grander scheme of things, because it looks bad from an election standpoint. Nothing is going to happen before the end of the year to try to put it out there. So exactly what reforms would be put forward by the next president? I don't know. We're going to see who the next president is, you know? Well, I think um, we have a very and, good right to be asking Hillary Clinton what exactly she's going to do to fix these things. And I think that the two of us should look into that, you know, um, and, and check it out. Cause I don't think either one of us can actually say what proposal she's made to actually fix the thing. Um, because I don't, I, yeah, I couldn't tell you. I, I honestly don't know. I have no, I do not have an answer to that question. So, okay. Cause I don't want to say that she hasn't made any, any specific proposals because I, I genuinely don't know. Um, so I'm going to hold off on that one. We'll talk about it after the election <laughs> because at this point, that's where we're at. Our next show is going to be after the election. So yeah, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I mean, do, do you, is there, is, is there, what, what do you, to your opinion, what's, what do you think is causing the rate hikes? Why all of a sudden is Obamacare forcing insurance to cost more? Because it is, I mean, to a certain extent, I can't deny that. It's um, requiring for, for a number of things to be covered that were previously not required to be covered. And that hasn't been matched by an increase in healthy young people to offset the increased costs of covering all of these things. And now insurances are required to cover. So in theory, one and one, one, one thing that I've heard that that makes sense to me that is a direct criticism of the law is that the is that part of the way that you solve that is that you actually enforce the regulation the law that says you have to get the mandate that says you have to get health care coverage because right now the problem for a lot of people is the mandate doesn't have any teeth and it's not getting a lot of these younger people to make sure that they're getting enrolled right does that make sense Yes. So one, one theory is that you actually give the mandate some teeth, make it, you know, make the fines high enforce the fines because basically they, they, they did. And that's, that's a valid criticism to me is that they basically said, okay, we're going to have this mandate, but we're not really going to do anything about it. You know, we're not going to make, don't worry. It's not a, it's a, it's sort of a, we're not going to enforce it. Well, he kept on pushing it back by executive order. Yeah. And that's that that in and of itself has hurt the patient pool, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that's what I, for me that's one way that you could potentially fix it, which I'm I'm okay with. You know, I have no problem with that. If that's the way it's got to be fixed, that sounds like an easy thing to put in place. Uh, I don't know. Is there is there any anything uh, anything anything you you know of off the top of your head that that could 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 fix it? Well, I think the Republicans have a good idea with changing. Instead of having all these things that insurers have to cover, uh, 
you allow people to do sort of buffet style plans where they pick and choose what it is they want and their premium is based on that. How does that work? But what 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 do you mean that they that they want covered? I don't I've never really understood that. These this these cuz I've heard that term these buffet style plans. I what what is it like, you know, I I I want broken bones covered or I don't or I, I don't I don't really understand. Uh yeah, I I think that's, that's my understanding of the whole thing is that you know, with 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 Obamacare, there's all of these things that have to be covered. Whereas what you could do is allow people to kind of pick and choose. And uh, yeah, I mean, but what I, are they? Sorry, what, yeah, but what are they? But what are they? What? Are, yeah, but what are they picking and choosing? Do you no longer because you either have health insurance or you don't. You either have car insurance or you don't. It's it. It's not a and it was like with car insurances, you either carry collision or you you don't. Right. Or you and have. you're in the expense that you carry collision or you don't. You carry medical liability or you don't. You carry um, whether the collision covers the cost of just the other person's car. Or does it cover the cost of your car as well? You know, and it'd be right. the same sort of thing with the Medicaid medical stuff. And I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm how, assuming how that, that could that, go for everything. I'm assuming that could go for it. Anything and everything from, you know, does it include eye care? Does it include dental? Does it include um, how much ER time does it include? How much outpatient uh, surgeries does it include? How much money can it include for a hospital stay? How much money could it include for maternity? How much money? I mean, the, the list is fairly endless. And obviously they would need to come up with some succinct things you know sort of plan and that's what the insurance companies would do you know they would come up with planned packages and you could pick this 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 and this uh but you could require that they have to offer it you know they have to be you have to if you have a pregnant woman you have to be able to get her coverage um which was a problem before obamacare um yeah that's that's how that's what they're putting forth I don't know. I would I would need to before I'd say I'm okay yeah. with that. I'd need to Well, and the whole thing of across state it. lines that you know this See that I'm all for. That I, that I've always thought was stupid. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, go I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but go ahead and explain that. What, you know, with the state lines thing. Well, just that that insurances aren't bound by state lines. They can offer coverage across the country. And that this would increase competition, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, and that that much I've always agreed with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and that's that's something that that's something that Trump has talked about a fair amount. Um, another thing that Republicans have put out there is that tax subsidies would not be means based, which I strongly agree with. That actually that might be McMullen who's put that one out there. I think I've also I think that was part of Ryan's plan as well. That the subsidies aren't based on means. Everyone gets X number of dollars to help them cover their premiums. Well, and does that, yeah, but how do you, how do you, is that every, everybody gets X number of dollars to cover their premiums if you buy insurance through an exchange or if you don't have employer-based coverage or if you do have employer-based, because how does that work in the case of somebody like me who like, I just got to, I finally have to start paying and it's going to cost me like 12 bucks a paycheck or something. You know, it's going from zero to 12 bucks. So if everybody gets $2,000 a year to cover it, well, then I'm making money on that deal. So how is that fair? You know, well, you would, you wouldn't get that extra money in cash. I mean, they would just cover whatever your subsidy, what, whatever amount you're having to pay. 
they wouldn't throw in a couple of hundred for you just for fun. They'd cover the twelve dollars. Oh, okay. So it would be flat to cover your. But but how is that different from that's that that's part of what I don't understand is how how is that different from the government paying me for my health care, all of this subsidy stuff, and this honestly this goes back to uh, to the to the Affordable Care Act too. And these plans of the, the government that the Republicans put forward, the government providing subsidies for health care. How how is that different from single payer? Why is that different from single payer? Because the government's just paying for my health insurance. Well, the government's paying for your premiums. So there's a big difference between me being on Medicaid, right? And the government having to pay for all of my deductible and all of my um, out-of-pocket expenses, everything, right? I go to the doctor, it's just free, done, right? That's single payer. And it, it's lovely. And I'm never going to, I, I, I'm not opposed to single, a single payer healthcare system. Um, whereas if you're just paying premiums, that's all you're paying. You're not paying for their deductible. You're not paying for their out-of-pocket. You're just paying for the premium. So as a government, it's much easier to plan for, you know, you know that you're going to be paying this amount of money. You're not possibly also going to be paying for all of this person's medical expenses when they have some horrible accident and they have to spend all of their deductible and their out-of-pocket. Okay. Fair enough. It's an important distinction. So, all right. Well, have you anything else on the ACA? I do not. Outstanding. Well, I think that's all we got for tonight. It's been a little disjointed, a little grouchy. Apologize for my bad mood. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, at least leading off. Uh, we uh, This is it for us before the, before the election. The next time we talk to you, we will have elected a new president. Thank you for sticking with us throughout this, 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 this just awful election. It's been really terrible this election season. It's been awful. Um, but we've had a good time talking about it. Uh, for heaven's sakes, please, please, please take us out with something cool. I'm going to take us out with something cool, Tim Tebow style. Someone asked him about, you know, saying why wasn't he just out there playing football when he could he could have a perfectly good career uh, at some position other than other than quarterback. And he had the fantastic response to it. Uh, I'll just say the 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 brief last part. Um, if you get to live out your dream every single day, then the result doesn't matter. I can look back 20, 30 years from now and be able to look at this time and say, you know what? I gave everything I had to football. I gave everything I had to baseball and I was able to live out some of my dreams. And in my opinion, that's pretty awesome. Thank you, Mr. Tebow. You continue to be an inspiration to me and to people all over the world. Good luck with your baseball career. God bless you. I think we just need to get the two of you together. I love that guy. <laughs> All right. Well, I you know he, he makes it. It's 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 difficult. And frankly, it's difficult not to like him. He just you know he, he he's Tebow. He's doing Tebow things. Good for him. So yeah. All right. Well, that's all we have tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure and check us out on Twitter. I'm at libcon. Matt Tim is at libcon. Tim. Uh, good luck with voting. We'll we'll talk to you when it's all over. With take care. Mm-hmm.